and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for, the world famous Honey. Venus. Yep. Sex with the enemies. Make me nervous, damn it. <laughs> wow. Sex with my enemies. Wow. <laughs> Sex with your enemies. Wow. Crazy. Some cold stuff. Yeah, it is. Man. Is this a representation of women today? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> or is this something that's been going on? We're just starting to find out about it. Oh, man. I know. I'm telling you, man. There are some people who will lay down with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they will share your their, their body fluids with you. They, yeah, I mean they got well. I yeah, I guess prostitutes been doing it for a minute, so why not? Oh, oh boy, you know the oldest game and the you know, oldest thing out there. Yeah, you know so yeah, just some people get paid for their prostitution, some people don't. Oh man, they'll lay down next to you and just make you think that oh you know this is all good, but really yeah. and truly it's just like I mean what's the difference? Mm. No, just tell me what's the difference. She's singing sex with my enemies, right? Okay, I know the difference. Okay, no money's exchanged. <laughs> no money was exchanged after the after the uh, physical transaction. <laughs> oh man, I need my cup of coffee. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, come on, yeah. just tell me. Well, you know, it, it, is there any difference? Can you see any difference for real? <laughs> come on, full card. You're a big boy. I am a big boy. Yes, I am. Well, um, do you see any difference? I'm not seeing a difference. I got a. What? Too much early in the morning? For me, for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> we came in on the track that says sex yeah, with sex my, with my enemy. enemies. You're right? absolutely right. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. the track. That's the hook. Sex with my enemies. Yes, it is. Yes. It's the and I'm like, man, how do you do that? Laying out with somebody you, you literally hate? Yeah. That's. Ooh, that's well, think deep. about that. Thinking about it now, I already thought about that. Well, my there God. you have it. Oh, man. And my it's question a, is, is, is this uh, the new thing out here, or is it that that's the way it's always been? I think that's the way it's always been. So you got, just like prostitution's always been. Oh, my God. Ooh. If someone is willing to have sex with you, yeah, and they don't like you, yeah. I mean, what is the reason? They don't like you personally. Right. The, the track says, sex with my enemies. Right. Right? Right, as it does. Just, no, correct me if I'm wrong over here. You know, no, I'm, I not, I'm not correct. I just don't want to sound like I'm shooting flames no, over no, here, no, ladies. Not, but not, I, I'm saying flames, it's just... the track says "sex with my enemies." Yeah, it does. And she says, "quote mm-hmm. unquote." Yes. She's having sex with her enemies, and all I want to know is like, well, what's that? That's prostitution. I mean, okay, it ain't prostitution because no money was exchanged. Right. It's a whore. Oh man. It doesn't make a difference to me if you're a male or female. Doesn't it's matter who whoring. you are. Doesn't matter who you are. It don't. Mm. Sex with my enemies. It's even worse because you're doing horn. I mean, at least you got some kind of interest, I guess. Right. Oh my goodness. But when it's just want to get yours and bounce, I mean, that's what it's about. But then, right. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Don't prostitutes lay out with people and just make them feel like they they're there for them? Uh, yeah. Well, um, what's the difference? Sex uh, with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Sex with the enemy. I mean, that's what it is. That's what the song says. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I rest my case. Let's get this ugliness popping, man. Yeah, man. Yo, ugly. Local ugliness. Yeah. Roland Lamar predicts that 2020 will be the year that the state stops talking and starts acting to fix New Haven's broken bus system. The state's Department of Transportation has spent 11 years taking a look into New Haven's complaints about how its transit runs. Let's call it what it really is. Yes. I know I have no intel on this. I have no facts on this. I'm just assuming. I'm starting to believe that... Yes. Connecticut Transit is in, I'm talking about the New Haven lines. Right. 
I'm starting to believe they're down on some gentrification process. Mm. Mm. I'm dead serious. You mess up people's lives enough, then they got to lose their jobs. They got to move out. They're part of the problem. CT Transit in the New Haven line is part of the problem. They're helping people lose jobs. And who they helping lose jobs? Minorities. And what I'm talking about, you're relying on this bus system here in New Haven. I hear it all the time. People are saying they were late for work because of the bus. Or they're sitting there with the app. The bus is like uh, three minutes away, so they figure they stand there, and then the bus don't show up. I hear it all the time. Yep. People are doing everything to get on the bus on time so they could get to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing I can say is, why is it that CT Transit can't get it together here in New Haven? Why? Why? Knowing how many people rely on you to get to work. Because they're not just driving, they're doing other stuff too, like stopping on the side of the roads to eat and stopping on the side of the roads to go <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And yeah. then sometimes they have to pick up handicapped people. Who's that there? Oh, so why? You don't want them to pick up handicapped people? No, it's not that. I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff they do that makes people late and stuff like what? that. What? Handicap? You're blaming the handicap for people being late? Joe, do not go there this morning. <laughs> It's not like that. It ain't like that. You're the one who said it. What are you talking about? Don't go there. I I don't even know why you brought up to have to stop for handicap. Are you making excuses for the drivers? Is that what this is? In the defense of Joe, it's just the way how you approach the conversation. Yes. Because the way how the bus drivers just stop to get something to eat, it may what necessarily should take one minute may take 20. Yeah, they may that, just sit down and eat lunch while the other people have to get to work or home or any other right. destination they had. Exactly. But then you mentioned the handicapped people, which they can't control the outcome of their lives. That's why you put that all together in one sentence. Thank you, Full Court. for a listener Thank you. listening on the car Thank you, or wherever Court. they're at, they're going to be like, So whoa, you don't whoa, go there what? this That's morning. How's That's that? <laughs> <laughs> that boy good. In, in defense. Thank, so don't, thank you, don't, don't catch it. <laughs> you're you're, going, you're, on a, you're on the right path. Yeah. yeah. And, then, then you, and, then, and then you just swerve. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good way. You just swerve. Like I get what you're saying. Meanwhile, Joe got ran over and in the ER. When I was trying to pull the, I was trying to pull the steering wheel, pull the car back on the road. Hold on, hold on. I was trying to pull the steering wheel, get the car back on the road. And what does she do? This is shortcut, Joe. Yeah. I know where I'm going. No, you don't. You're getting ready to kill all of us. She must be one of them CT bus drivers. She is CT transit bus driving us this whole time. Yeah. I thought it was just blue pants she wearing. I don't know his uniform over there. <laughs> In my defense, though, no right. defense to you. <laughs> this is just the kind of stuff. Uh, guilty. Case dismissed. Case over. Next case. <laughs> Thank you, Full Court. <laughs> the way Full Court said, we can't control their lives. Yeah, yeah. He rolled it out. <laughs> oh I think it's fair to say, you're guilty. Oh guilty as hard. She just attacked me. Don't come there this morning, Joe. Like I was doing something wrong. I was trying to save her. But we all agree that a lot of bus drivers should be more professional when it comes to their jobs. They, they really should be. be. Absolutely. We can all agree with that here. The first part of your statement was correct, Joe. Yeah, you were doing good. She was doing, doing real good. good. Yeah. You saw I was all quiet, and then all of a sudden she stopped blaming the handicapped. <laughs> Then all of a sudden she's like, all of a sudden she pushed the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> off in front of the bus. <laughs> That's not like, funny, Joy. I, I did not, like, Joe. I'm just. Are you handicapped? <laughs> you holding me up. 
That's why I'm late for work. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the kind of stuff you see on the but what, uh, 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 Stop, she, Joy, stop. Joy can't, Joy don't even know when she's going down the road that it's loaded with all kind of road mines. She's like, see a bunch I want to go down that road anyway. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she stopped blaming the handicapped. <laughs> Tell me, what is your name? Doug, let us continue. That's right. I have attorney Cynthia Jennings. Attorney Cynthia Jennings is a uh, civil rights and employment uh, attorney here. And where's your office? Out up. My office is at 340 Broad Street, Suite 300 in Windsor, Connecticut. Oh, you're all the way up in Windsor. But I work all over the state. I my office used to be in Bridgeport with the Barrister Law Group. Oh, okay. So I'm statewide. Okay, it's great to have a. A black woman civil rights attorney uh, with us because of some of the cases that we see happening. Now, you try, like, uh, police brutalities, those type of cases, or do you travel? I do employment discrimination. Employment only. Right, and I don't do police brutality, but I do police discrimination in the event that people are employed by the police, they don't get their promotions, the police don't comply with their consent decrees, okay. then I then I um You I step in. That. That's right. You that's step right. in. You let them know real quick. Uh, you, you, you're not having it. <laughs> well, my, 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 my byline is you too can sue if you're being discriminated against based on your race, mm -hmm. your, your color, your national origin, your disability. Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize the fact that we as, as, uh, as people of color mm -hmm. are being discriminated against in the workplace in unprecedented um, um, situations. Mm -hmm. And so now we even have um, women discriminating against women. Mm -hmm. and all kinds of situations where I'm people... I'm glad you bring that up. Mm -hmm. Because uh, seeing now that, I, and, and according to the National uh, Labor uh, Board, and there's mad statistics out there on women being more employed, this is the first time now in all the reporting that they've been doing that in this last report that came out, I think, in 2019, showed that more women are in the workforce than men are right now. So... Because of that, do you think that's why you're having more uh, women discriminating against women? Or? I'm not sure exactly what's causing it, but I mm -hmm. think that um, women are more uh, women are more empowered now than they've ever been before. It used to right. be the old boys network, correct? And now there's women that are empowering, so now it's becoming the old girls network. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be like the boys. <laughs> so on that, uh, what type of discrimination are you seeing against women versus? Woman. Well, I have one case where there's two supervisors that are females, and they're ganging up on one other, you know, on one woman. Mm -hmm. And this is happening in state agencies. This is happening in municipalities. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if you get two women um, ganging up on another woman, their goal is to to terminate that woman and have her lose her job. Mm -hmm. So we're finding a lot of women of color losing their jobs, mm -hmm. and we have to be aware of the fact that women are the ones who now are feeding their families for the most part. A lot of men right. are unemployed, a lot are incarcerated, right. a lot are under um, uh, underemployed. Right. So women have to go out there in the workplace too. Mm -hmm. And so now we have more women doctors. We have more women lawyers. You can't mm -hmm. go anywhere without seeing women in charge now. Correct. Man, I'm ready to sue myself for the <laughs> CHRO complaint. Can I file one against myself? No, you don't have to file one against yourself. I just got to look in the mirror and behave. You just have to treat yourself, treat yourself better. <laughs> Give yourself promotions. You know? There you go. Oh, Do the right thing. She's 
man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be fair to yourself. Well, yeah, man, it's, it's not what it is. You know, I, I, I gotta learn to be fair to myself. That's it. Talk about uh, attorney Cynthia Jennings here. Uh, she's out of Windsor, Connecticut, which is on the northern part of the state of Connecticut. She travels all over the state to cover um, uh, civil rights issues and discrimination issues in the employment bracket of discrimination. You're just saying uh, woman on woman, uh, woman discriminating against other women. How do you address if it's two white women against another white woman? That's still discrimination based but on how do you, how, gender. How, how do you get the courts to, to recognize that? Because you have to show that they're treating this one woman differently, that they're treating her less favorably than they're treating men. Okay. So you can still, I mean, even the courts, there's Supreme Court decisions that, 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 that grant, you know, the fact that women can discriminate against women, mm -hmm. blacks can discriminate against blacks. Oh, they do it. Do it yeah. Right, all the time. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Ben Carson know, hate black people. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I got to love black people, I'm telling you. I know, but Ben Carson don't. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. I'm not Ben. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> not Ben. Not at all. But go ahead. You, do you also see, like, uh, discrimination coming as far as well, towards others because of uh, background, uh, i.e., uh, educational uh, background? So that's Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because in the um, – in the pump in the protective services like fire and police uh -huh. i just finished um um with a case where this brother was he was well educated uh -huh. and he was um he was soft-spoken uh -huh. and they kept trying to get him to swear at him they dropped the f-bomb three times and they custom you know custom out and he wouldn't do it because that wasn't his class. That wasn't right. what he did. Right. And um and so then they started stereotyping against well, they were um, against black men in particular that are overeducated because people don't want to run up against them as competition in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going for the position of chief. Right. And and the people who are hiring them are actually knocking them out in their probationary, their working test period, so that they cannot become competition against another group of people. Uh. Huh. Wow. How many uh, municipal cases do you cover? Um, I have about 20 municipal cases, and about eight of them are in actually New Haven. Oh, God. See, New Haven? Yeah. <laughs> 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 got to like, do better, man. <laughs> so you're, like, real busy, man. I am busy. I have <laughs> not been asleep in two days. Oh, my and goodness. The one case I was working on was a New Haven case. I finally sh I shot it out at 6 o'clock this morning. Mm. Oh my, my goodness. Well, man, you must be following motions in your sleeps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was introduced to you because of a case out of New Haven, uh, one that is, uh, that's running through the system uh, right now. Uh, I'm not going to ride the case right now because the individual is not here. Uh, not going to highlight much on that. So talking more with you is a civil rights attorney and seeing that I'm always talking about minority issues, I'm definitely going to hear more from you. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and come back on the other side. I want to talk more with attorney Cynthia Jennings. She's out of Windsor, Connecticut, and we'll touch base on more of what she does and, well, how to get in contact with her. She has a full plate, but we'll talk about what all she can do for you. Stay connected. From the streets. Joe Ugly is on line one. To the boardroom. Joe Ugly is keeping it ugly. Attorney Cynthia Jennings in the building. Uh, she's a civil rights attorney. Now, looking up in your background, I understand that uh, you, uh, you are a city council. You are on city council. Yes, I was. For the city of Hartford? Mm -hmm. For six years. For six years. Oh, man. 
Did you have to yell a lot? <laughs> had to go through a lot of yelling with them people up there, huh? No, I just had to be firm. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Now, uh, were you, uh, did you serve the same time that I wasn't there? Carrie Saxton Perry was mayor? Or? Well, when, when Carrie Saxton Perry was mayor, actually, she was my mentor from, from the time I was 17. Woo! And nice. she worked at a, um, a cap agency. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Man, you know more than me. What the heck okay. is a CAP agency? Okay, yeah, it's yeah. a community action program, oh, okay. an anti-poverty program. Anti-poverty, okay, right. yeah. And she okay, was yeah. the field work administrator. And then um, she went She went to, first she went into the legislature as a state representative. Correct. And then I went with her because wherever she went, she would hire me to work with her. Oh, okay. Nice. And then I became um, executive di- director of the Black and Puerto Rican um, Caucus of the Connecticut General Assembly for mm. three years. Oh, okay. And I got to do a lot with legislation, a lot with statewide programs and mm-hmm. um um, and so it was a very interesting experience. And then she became mayor. Mm-hmm. So then I helped her, literally helped her run the city because 50% of the time she ran the city because the city manager was from, um, I think it was from Philadelphia. And um, he was not here but, 50, but but two weeks out of the month. Now let me just explain to individuals what this is all about. Now city of Hartford, which is our cap city, our capital of the state of Connecticut, before Carrie Sexton Perry, it was more like a honorary position. It wasn't taken serious. It wasn't until uh, Carrie Saxon Perry became mayor of the of the city of Hartford mm-hmm. that she uh, that they want that seat. Now that seat is chased after. Oh, yes. I am surprised every time I see Hartford uh, voting results come in. Am I wrong? Am I wrong here? No, I think you're absolutely right. But look at the state voting rights. Look what happened in New Haven. Uh-huh. Look what happened all over the state. Let's talk a little about that. The state voting rights. Did we had a purge? What do you mean, did we have a purge? Off the voting list. <laughs> oh, we had, well, in Hartford, we had two voting lists. We had the um, active voting list and the inactive voting list. And per- people were being purged from the active voting list to the inactive voting list. And then when they would go to vote, they'd say, well, you're not here, to, you're, not, you're not on the list. And they would never bring out the inactive list. So we actually had um, an inquiry into the registrar's office to find out exactly why we have this situation but we just um we just we actually um just filed a, a few filed some affidavits for um what we consider to be voting viol- violations of people's voting rights mm-hmm. people get to the polls and then their names aren't on the list or they're told they have to go someplace else to vote and then generally you're going to lose that vote if they leave the polling place mm-hmm. right yep so, so there was there was a lot going on with that when this, was this? this? Recent? This was that right. This was the last election. Twenty nineteen. La- right. Yeah. Right. The last election, and there was there were voting irregularities all over the state. We set up a statewide hotline to deal with um, voter irregularities. It's, if you won't weren't allowed to vote, just call and someone, you know, preferably an attorney, will show up there. Just wait there. We'll find out why you're not on the list, why you why you voted the last time, and you aren't vo- allowed to vote this time. They did that a lot with um with Latino voters and Black voters in Hartford. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm oh, go ahead. No, no, I want to go ahead. No, that's no. I'm just saying that um, and we're still looking into why we had voter irregularities because we believe that the voting process is is, is rigged. And the thing about it is that black and brown communities are targeted for voting issues. Period mm-hmm. by the forces that be. And I always say, you know, we all we talk about voting, 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 but a lot of people don't know the importance of voting. They don't realize that it's more than just putting somebody in office. It's about, you know, your interests and voting your interests and making sure that that affects 
what type of representation you're going to get, not just only as a politician, but also in your system. It's two branches of government that you're really putting in play. You're actually putting in all three. But strongly, the legislative, which is those who you elected, but then you're also affecting the judicial, which is who the legislative appoint right. as these judges. And these individuals are who you got to go in front of, and they're the ones that decide. And if they're coming from a conservative background or they don't see black and brown people as human beings, it becomes an issue. Well, now, I'm, you know, and what I always tell people is when you talk about voting and you talk about mass incarceration of black men predominantly and now black women and Latino men are second and Latino women are, are after that, you're talking about a system that actually is very expensive. The mm -hmm. South learned a long time ago that slaves were too expensive to keep. Mm -hmm. But in Connecticut, they are just finding out because their systems are going down financially. Mm. Okay? but what? And that's because they're actually paying these private organizations as well. Am I right? They're paying mm -hmm. private organizations. I mean, I have a girlfriend, and, and she spends $2,000 a month talking to her husband in prison. Mm. Okay? It's mm. so expensive. You know, just to communicate with them. And then you have to put money on their books. And, you know, God forbid they have to go to court. Yeah. Then they, you know, you have to hire the marshals to transport them. I mean, there's a whoa, whole whoa, whoa, whoa. system. You have to place. pay for the marshals? No, too? we as taxpayers yeah. pay oh, for the oh, marshals. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. And You're now we have right. we have geriatric prisons where people are old and dying in prison. Mm. So the, the younger prisoners are probably cost around fifty or $60,000 a year. But the very young, the young boys and girls that are going mm. in, they're up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year each, and geriatrics are about the same amount, three hundred fifty thousand oh dollars wow. a year each. So when you talk about maintaining a prison system of twenty thousand people, you're talking about a big cut in everybody's um, pocket. And then they worry about uh, taxes going up or such. A thing that really hits me a lot with why voting is important is um, gerrymandering. And I, you talk about gerrymandering. Let's tie into the prison system. One of the things that bugs me is like, for example, here in Connecticut, in the Southern Connecticut area, Cheshire. Cheshire gets more representation up there than they really, than the town really deserves because they're counting the individuals who are incarcerated in Cheshire as Cheshire residents, opposed I, to where they came from. I testified against that um, many years ago. And part of the problem is that if you have 5,000 prisoners in your town, you probably don't pay any taxes. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the towns they came from are suffering. Right. The children don't have a father or mother now, and the children are suffering, and they've got to provide services for these children and for the families. So you're talking about an unjust system of counting people where, they, where they're incarcerated instead of where they, the towns that sent them. And these towns have these massive incentives to do this, and, they, and because they're not paying taxes, they have the money to keep peddling this stuff to make it work in their favor. I'm speaking with attorney Cynthia Jennings. Man, I want to talk even more with yeah, you. This yeah, yeah, this guy good. Real good. I can't wait for next Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I'm definitely going to have to have you back yeah. and uh, bring, bring, bring some of your clients with you. I don't care. You know, oh, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> no, absolutely. They're going to be all out there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Rent a minivan if you must. Hey, I'm coming in next. No, I want to go now. No, but I definitely want to talk with you more about uh, you, you've been practicing law for how long now? 25 years. 25 wow. years. So That's she's right. well experienced. She's out of Windsor, Connecticut. I want to 
I'll let you give your address once again. Okay, it's 340 Broad Street, Suite 300, and um, Windsor, Connecticut. And mm-hmm. I formerly was a member of the Barrister Law Group in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, so, so if they call the Barrister Law Group, they're going to find you? Is yeah, they'll find me if they call <laughs> Barrister. <laughs> you sure they won't take the case? <laughs> They don't want my cases. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I've had situations where I've had judges resign on the bench. Oh, is that right? That's right. In in light of what you've done? Yes. Oh, this is is what you want, people. Because sometimes I have to charge judges and prosecutors for some of the things that they did that were unjust. Yeah, that's that's where the unjustness is coming (laughs) (laughs) And this goes back to what I was saying about in the election of why voting is so important. Because how do you think those prosecutors and judges get get their jobs? They get appointed by the people that you allow to get into office. These people, you've got to pay attention, people. You just have to pay attention. Attorney Cynthia Jennings, uh, I give you mad respect. Yes. Thank you. And... I, I, I'm telling you right now, go ahead and give out your phone number. 860-883-6947. You need to give her a call if you think that you've been yeah. discriminated against on the job. I'm going to be calling her against me as soon as we finish here. <laughs> well, one thing I would tell people is make sure that you don't wait too long to file a discrimination complaint. If you have a complaint, at least give me a call. We'll do a consultation and we'll talk about whether or not you should file or not. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds great. I'm listener. Even if I gotta have you on a on a call in, I want to talk more with you. Yeah. If and you wait too long, does it weaken your case? If you can kind lose of. your rights. Oh. If you wait now, it's it's since October first, you have three hundred days to file, but it used to be hundred and eighty days. So if you have an old case that t- took place before October first, you better call now to find out whether you still have the right to sue, because wow. you can lose your right to sue by just by waiting more than six months. That's good wow. to know. People didn't know that. Wow, that you sure didn't. Good question, yeah, yeah. sir. Listen, Attorney wow. Cynthia Jennings is her name. Windsor, Connecticut, is her. It's a hideout. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you so much for coming in and sharing this time with us. I thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. All right, guys, stay connected. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I woke up this morning and I realized, man, this world is full of betrayal, man. I'm telling you right now, you're wasting your time if you're being loyal with someone. I'm telling you right now, you're wasting your time, people. You're (laughs) out here. Oh, my. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. That sound wild. (laughs) Kind of like feed it into the whole, yeah. Stab him in the back. Stab him in the back. You said, reel it in, man. I'm not co-signing that, man. I need that 5% of loyalty that's left in the world, man. I'm clinging on to that 5%, man. Chill, man. All right, I died on that cross. You got to tell him the signs. You know what I mean? Not the. Here's the sign. 5%. Get out. (laughs) 5% of exit. Reel it in. No, all right. I'm telling you right now, man. You're running around here with all being loyal, man. You better just at least dip your foot in the pool so you can at least say, my feet got wet. I'm feeling good. But <laughs> when the betrayal kick in, you can at least say, hey, whatever. I think, hey, I deserve it. 
<laughs> I can't do it. I can't go silence. <laughs> Chris Brown said it the best. I'm telling you, man. I'm running around here showing nobody no loyalty, man. Oh, God. All right. Come on. No, nah, man. I'm a scarred soldier. I'm telling you right now. I'm a wounded soldier. Stop playing, man. I've been us, in that battle. Tell us the signs, man. Just the signs. Bullets flying. Bullets flying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let Duh. us know. <laughs> Train that's us a, to that's be That's a sign right there. Cody, this is no joke. <laughs> I put like a buzzer while he sleeps. <laughs> Something. A so buzzer so while he sleeps. <laughs> Even when he dreams, it go. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> train him somehow. Oh no! Got to control. <laughs> Take it back to old school. Man. You know what I'm oh, man. No, if I went back to old school, man, I'd be one of them daddies that show up. That's the whole deal. <laughs> Look at me, for example. I had beef with my father all my damn life. He croaked, and I figured him out. <laughs> Everything's okay now. <laughs> Bounce on your kids. <laughs> you look them dead in your face. Hey, listen. You don't need me. You got your mama to corrupt your mind. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> You're supposed to be there for the balance. <laughs> no. Come back and balance them out. <laughs> Come back on the apology tour. Listen, son, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you live with her for 14. What do you think? <laughs> like, hey, I left with you at seven. I came back here at 21. Yeah. How was them 14 years? Yeah. Now you blame me? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you so ugly, you make me want to go smack your mom. So ugly. All right, people, let's do this ugliness. <laughs> let's ugliness continue. Moving forward. That's right. Political ugliness, what you got for me? Known for his golden resume and yeah. powers of persuasion, John Roberts was named Chief Justice of the United States at the age of 50. In the 15 years since, he's hewed. Wow, he's 65? Yeah. Holy smack, doggone. It's been 15 years already. Man, I remember when old W is who uh, nominated him, man. Man, time flies. Kodak, where is it going? Yo, it's just going. This time just gone. Where the hell is it going? It's all good, though. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it flow. Let, nah, it, let fly. it fly. Let it fly, Joe. <laughs> let it flow. Yeah, W is the one who nominated him in. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in, but now, 04, if it's 15 years. You know, Katrina, it's still on our mind, but Katrina is almost 15 years. That's right. August of this year. Mm-hmm. Katrina, it's 15 years. They still feeling it? Thank crazy. you. That's, That's the crazy. most important part of my statement. That's crazy. Kodak finish it off for me. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina went down in 05. Mm-hmm. Here we are in 2020, and they're still feeling. Yeah. They're still feeling the wrath of it. Now, let me put it this way. They're still feeling the wrath of Hurricane Katrina in Louisiana, down there in New Orleans, down there in the Ninth Ward. Mississippi done been rebuilt. At least 10 years ago, Mississippi coast, uh, the whole uh, coastline, mm-hmm. ah, they've been working on that thing. $125 billion in damage. Yeah, that's include everything that got mm-hmm. hit, to include Mississippi got hit too. Yeah. But Louisiana took the brunt of it. Yeah. Once it but, leaves the news cycle, it seems like it's over. Yeah, it definitely. Oh, man, they're, they're good to go. Over. <laughs> and that's when the problem Never starts. Over. Let me help you understand. There's while it's going on, and then there's after the cameras. Yeah, once the and cameras after go the on. cameras, oh, that's when the real hard time. Just look at Puerto Rico. Yeah. What the people of Puerto Rico is going through is just next level. 
Excellent. I watched what these earthquakes don't even get me started. They got Puerto Rico and hydraulics. <laughs> <laughs> they got Puerto Rico and hydraulics, dammit. Spoil, spoil. Boggy here. Oh, you got that allergies. Allergies. Allergies, yeah. That's what allergies. <sighs> Somebody said, hmm, spoil. Now, I know a lot of my white brothers and sisters, they are running through a lot of, you know, they're tired of the apology talk out it. Man, ain't no being tired of the apology. No, no, no. Not saying that they... What? There's no being tired of it. What but they mean? are. They are tired like of... Like they're tired of apologizing? Yeah, exactly. Who's ap- I never heard the apologies. No, no, no. They, they, look like, they, they feel like they have been. Listen, I feel like they I feel like. Right. Sleeping in late and making a lot of money <laughs> doing it. No, they, <laughs> they're, they're, they're tired of the... I know, you know what you mean, though. You know who are the worst? Mean. Who are the worst out here? Liberals. Those white. Oh my God! I give you, you Oregon. Telling? What are you telling? Oregon is like a prime example. It is the whitest state on the, in, in the union, and it's like that for a reason. Every black person who I say, who I know, went out to Oregon would tell you how miserable it's been. I'm like, up, oh, put my foot down in Oregon. Got to get out. <laughs> there's certain places I wouldn't even go. It's like, man. That's sad. You know what I mean? That's sad. What's the demographic? 84.42% white. Say it again. 84.42% white. Okay. Two or more races of 4.74%. Asian, 4.28%. Uh, um, black, 1%. No, no, you skip others. Other, other race, 3.11%. Yes. Black, 1.91%. Thank you. It's on the West Coast. You really and truly tell me that blacks don't want to ride. We're in Washington. We're in California. I swear, the West Coast is the prime Oreo cookie of race. Washington got some blacks. California has some blacks. But Oregon is all white. (laughs) (laughs) It's right in the middle. (laughs) We got the Oreo cookie on the West Coast. And this stuff makes a difference. It makes a big difference because, look, there are some people who are educated, but and you would think because they're educated, they'll understand race issue. Wrong. You can be educated, but if you're not educated in culture, you will never understand race issues. You must be educated in culture. Being educated in law, medicine, technology does not give you the understanding of culture. And the more we have these STEM schools, listen close to me. The more we have these STEM schools, is the more you're going to find people who's not going to liberalize schools and understanding other people's cultures. Trust me on that. Mark that down. Write that in. So you have kids who are just learning engineering or learning math and science. And, you know, look at that. If that's all they're learning, if that's all that you're putting into their brain, they're not going to come out in the real world understanding race issues, cultural issues, religious issues. They're not going to get it. They're not going to wrap their head around it. The foundation years has been tarnished. And if we don't pay attention to what we're doing now, it's going to affect our country 20, 25, 30 years down the line. This is a simple math. Simple math. As if we're ready to add one plus one and come up with two. If you have someone who is only understanding one particular field, and that's the field that they're locking to. They don't open up and understand other cultures. 
everyone is going to go to their corner as soon as something happens. As soon as we have a, a social issue, everyone is running to their corner. That's just the way it is. So if we're not willing to open up and address that issue now, now, today, it's going to affect us down the line. You know, colleges, for example, look at colleges today. It's a great example. It's like you say something today, you get banned on colleges. Colleges is where you went for refuge, for open mind. You know, where you can give a point of view. It's, it's where liberal arts were put in place to think outside of your little comfort zone. Today, you go in there, you say something out here, they don't want you on their college. They don't want you in their universities. They, I, I'm telling you right now. And why is that? Because we have become this culture of just teaching people true diversity. True diversity doesn't mean that, oh, I have so many blacks working in a company or so many Latinos working in a company with so many whites or so many Asians. No, it don't mean so many people of color working with whites. That's not true diversity. You know, one of the things, I'll give you a great example in public, uh, in public uh, works. You ever see cops on a construction site? You ever see, a, like, if a construction site have, like, four, four cops on it? Mm -hmm. You ever see how they congregate? I would imagine I did. What do you mean? You see blacks over here. You see uh, whites over there. You know, you, you understand? Yeah. They, everybody go to their own corner. Every time I see that, and then you go to a big city, you know, you see a construction site and you see that kind of stuff, right away you realize commander is, fall, is falling short. They're not teaching them diversity. Anytime I see that type of stuff, I'm just like, mm-hmm. That's one thing about New Haven. Down here, at least downtown here, I see cops of different cultures, of different backgrounds interacting consistently. New Haven is unique because we like 33, 33, 33, 33, 33. <laughs> <laughs> now, It's a joke me and my boy got, but it's like, it's split up nice. Like, it's weird. It's like 33%, whatever, 33, They break up the... It's close It's close to that. Like 33 right. black, 33 white, 33... Or oh, 25, 25, 25. Or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. whatever. It's, they make it's, sure that it's diverse. It's diverse. Like, it because just happens what, to be diverse. Right. And when you see the cops down here, I'm not saying that we don't have racists within ranks. I'm not that stupid. Of course. Nah, come on. Now, we're, we're not being silly here about that, people. That's Everybody. not what we're saying. We're not saying people don't bring their, their personal baggage in. But what we, do, what we do see out here, you see black cops, Asian cops, white cops, uh, Latino cops, all communicating, doing their thing right downtown here. Consistently. Now, I'm not saying that that's the be-all, cure-all for race relations. No! Hell no! Far from it. But it's a damn good start. The question is, do they go to their own corners when something happens? That's a real question. Truthfully, don't really got a big problem with that. Because you are going to build with your own group naturally. Sounds and crazy. It sounds weird, but that's what you. No, are no, no. It don't naturally. sound weird. But what yeah. I will say is, that's although that is naturally. naturally, don't mean that it should. That it's right. No, it shouldn't affect anything. Is what right. I'm saying. I'm saying it could be done without the nonsense that goes along. When I with say it. go to your own corners, this like is what I say. Done. If somebody wipe see someone really doing something, would they just go along because well, they're white? 
Then no, that's that's just that's going to the corners, and oh, that's okay. the corners okay. I'm concerned yeah, nah, about. That's nonsense right there. Exactly. You just being a crook then too. Ex- like, exactly. You know get your crime on. If somebody seems, if a black person see another black black one doing something wrong, you just go to your corner. Then you're being wrong. If a Latino see another Latino doing something, you just don't go to your corners. That's my point. Wrong is wrong. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. And you gotta just call it as call it as it is. Look, man. The more uncomfortable I make you is the more I know we're working at something good. That's what this program is about. I'm not here to hit you with your happy zone all the time, man. I have no time for that. I mean, we joke around. We have a lot of fun on here. But the bottom line is I do want you to walk away with something. You don't believe me? Here Kells, please. Play that track one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody with me riding pretty through the city. <laughs> with other niggas beats to try me. Everything's litty, drinking, getting <laughs> light skin, young, got a purring in a kitty. Ain't got dinner with me, but I'm about to eat. I've been up for some days, I don't know about sleep. My whole state is sleep, I'm a wolf round sheep. Been rapping since 13, I'm in this chin deep. So much flow around me, thinking, sinking. I feel for my, I'm thinking like I'm Lincoln. I put on weight, back then I was slinking. Used to sit. <laughs> If your radio sounded ugly this morning, you were listening to Joe Ugly in the morning.